people pay good money to see this movie. When they go out to a theater, they want cold sodas, hot popcorn, and no monsters in the projection booth. Everyone pretend podcasting isn't boring. Turn it off. Ugly, untalented gays, please report to the principal's office. Guess that's you guys. Tonight is our night. We're getting the cooch. I'm gonna talk to Brittany. You can say hi to Isabel. What would I say? Hey, girl, how's your boyfriend? How's his penis? I'm gonna expel you both for committing a crime against Jeff. Get out of the car. You can't tell me what to do. Get out of the freaking car. We were just practicing for a self-defense club. So it's like a fight club? Yes. Just stay in your lane until you're munching Beaver at Wesleyan. Yes, sir. What's your plan here? Jeff is psychotic, and they're picking on the weak and defenseless. So we teach a bunch of girls how to defend themselves. They are grateful to us. Adrenaline is flowing. Next thing you know, Isabel and Brittany are kissing us on the mouth. You can be our club advisor. You know, my mom did say I need to pick up a hobby. Fight Club. Let's get it popping in this motherfucker. I want that trophy. To have a safe space like this, it means a lot to people. I'm gonna finally reverse stalk my stalker. Yeah, I'll be able to kill my stepdad. Awesome. It seems so supportive of women, especially the hot ones. Men need therapy. Cheating on me. No. I literally saw you yesterday. Show nerd, I fucked your mom! We are literally at the bottom. We have nowhere to go but up. Your club is over. They deserve a shot at showing everybody how fucking cool they are. Let's go fuck up some football players. I, I want that trophy. Created a fight club to get some coochie. Yeah, I don't even know how to work that thing. I know y'all ain't tickling the pearl. I just don't know if you're supposed to be talking to us like that, just like as a teacher. Hey, folks, welcome to a special episode of The Projection Booth. I'm your host, Mike White. On this episode, I'm talking with stunt coordinator Devin McNair, all about her career, including her latest film, Bottoms, which is a terrific comedy which will be available for, I believe, streaming. Might even open at theaters on August 25th, 2023. Definitely check your local listings. Hope you enjoy the movie, and I hope you enjoy this interview with Ms. McNair. I'm super excited to talk to you about Bottoms, but can you tell me a little bit more about you? You've done a little bit of a lot of things. How did you even get into the business? I got in possibly the worst way possible, and that is I wanted to become a stuntwoman. To be fair, back in the day, when I'm back in the day in the 90s, a lot of stunt people were related to somebody. That was the best way to get into stunts. I also am glad I didn't know that factor because it might have deterred me a little bit. But I got in little by little and I went to an open call with 300 people. I got picked. It's one of those stories. And I got to play Runhilda, the Viking queen in Japan. 
And that was my start to my stunt work. And most hilarious, I never understood that working visas were hard to get for different countries because for my visa, all they needed was a Polaroid of me being a six foot blonde and it showed that they didn't have that in Japan. So I got to go and work in Japan. So I always thought it was really easy to get working visas. I actually didn't know it was a thing until many years later. I was like, yeah, you just take a Polaroid of yourself and you get a working visa. Doesn't work that way. Come to find out. What even inspired you to become a stunt person? I wanted to become a professional athlete. And in America, to me to this day, there's very few options for women to be professional athletes. So I figured either I was going to be a coach or I could become a stunt woman. And that would fulfill my dream of becoming a professional athlete. Now, I know as a stunt person, you are on camera a lot of times, but you're hiding your face, you're hiding your identity. How often are you able to come out from that and act and do stunts at the same time? I know this one because my mom's always, can I see your face? Can I tell my friends? My friends don't even believe me. Stunt people get acting roles sometimes. We get hired because they know we'll take the hit at the end and there's no need to double us. So if we will take a few lines, we'll have a few lines of dialogue and then get kicked in the face or die. Or for me, my big one was I got to be a guest star on the show in Disney called Jesse. And I got to play a wrestler. And that's what I do in real life. So I was also the actress who plays the wrestler. And I know you've also been a intimacy coordinator. How did you get involved with that? I got involved in that through being a female stunt coordinator, which shouldn't be a term, but here we are. There's very few female stunt coordinators. So when there are rape scenes or very intimate stunt scenes, a lot of times the producers and actors feel maybe make them more comfortable to have a female stunt coordinator there. So that's how I got my start with intimacy coordinating before it was ever even called that. And then in 2016, when we started that term with SAG-AFTRA, I was right there at the beginning. So I've been doing this since the beginning. It's very similar to being a stunt coordinator. You meet with a director, you have a talk about what the director is envisioning, and then this is what you would do in stunts or intimacy. Then you have a, a private conversation with the actors and ask if they're comfortable. Are you comfortable doing this stunt? It's really interesting where actors, they'll say whatever they need to get the role. You know, they'll say, yeah, I'll hit the floor. I'll hit the floor. No problem. But now it's time to really hit the floor and they'll let you know, oh, I've got a neck injury. <laughs> okay. And so you got to still make it look really good, but we got to figure out how to, you know, make the actor look good, but not have any more damage to them. And now with intimacy coordinating, some people have boundaries that need to be respected. So just because the director wants a certain scene done a certain way, doesn't mean the actors are comfortable doing it that way. So we got to find the middle ground. Do you ever have to insert a, another person, a body double in some of those instances? Absolutely. So recently an actress didn't want to be topless, even from the back, even just showing her back. She did not want to be topless. But we still needed then her permission to have a body double represent her. But yeah, if the actors are willing to have that be representative of them, then absolutely. Your statement about you'll say anything to get the role. There's always that joke about, do you know how to ride a horse? Oh yeah, of course I know how to ride a horse. Do you know how to ride a horse? Have you learned all of these things being a stunt person? So what's interesting about that, that's where like actors, they do their own stunts. And I'm like, okay, that's cute. 
I am a stunt woman and there are movies where I haven't even done my own stunts because there's three of us. There's three of us being a stunt double for one actress. Here's how we say it in stunts. Yeah, you can be able to ride a horse, but if you're the horse person, if you're the horse stunt double, you better bring your own horse. Like, it's that specific. So people who ride horses and people who stunt double, let's just say even the horses, it's that specific. Like, you're bringing your own horse. I can't even imagine all the work that you must go through, even just to learn how to fall. Yeah, that came to me pretty naturally, just being athletic and having a sports background. And then got into and then I got into wrestling after I went on a scholarship on a division one scholarship for softball. And then afterwards got my degree in theater, but always with the with the goal of becoming a stunt woman. And so then I got into wrestling and just found my way through the stunt business. Can you tell me a little bit about your work on bottoms for what that experience was like for you? It was amazing. A lot of rehearsals with the actresses. And a lot of meetings before the rehearsals, a lot of meetings with our director of photography, Maria, and our director, Emma, who really had this mapped out of how they wanted these fight scenes done. So it was really incredible to work with those two ladies and get their storyboards and get their vision and then now bring it to life with the actors. Is it easier if they come with storyboards or is it better if they just have a clean slate for you? This one was so precise. It was a little different for me, but I also loved it. I love that we had a working map of how they wanted it. And now we got to finagle what is reality we can actually accomplish versus what doesn't even look good because of the story. But that was storyboarded. So now what about this move instead? Or what about add this? And so they were very receptive to all that. How many days do you rehearse a fight before it's actually shot? Oh, gosh, that just depends. It depends on that's so many factors. The actor's time, how much time production is allowing us to be able to do it, how good the actor is. Maybe the actors don't need that much. For Bottoms, with such a huge cast and so many working parts, when I met with our director, Emma, I just said, look, all of this sounds fantastic, but I can't promise you anything until I meet the actresses and see how they, how capable they are. And the biggest blessing was they all were just so capable. They were so willing and they were so gung-ho. Did you have to use a lot of stunt doubles for this one? No, we actually only used one. Shell Adams doubled for one part that was just way over the top. And then that was our, that was with the Tucker Hazel fight. So there was just this one where Tucker just throws her across the room. And so we had a stunt double, but we also let Ruby get rigged and get jerked literally across the room. And she loved it. And she had a blast. So Ruby really did a lot of her own stunts for that scene. You're dealing with a lot of younger people. They're probably older than they're playing, but to deal with so many young people has to be a challenge as well. One of the things that I found so fascinating is I've been in the business, I'm going on 25 years. And I had never worked with an all-female cast. So I'm 25 years in. This is my first all-female cast. And this is the most badass fighting I've ever done with all females. And I was just, I was moved. I was really moved. And I like how this generation is coming up. And they're like, yeah, isn't that the way it should be? I'm like, it should be that way. But okay, okay, all right. (laughs) Yeah. God, you must have seen a lot of changes in 25 years. Absolutely. And it all, for the most part, for the better. So I love it. Yeah, it's good. 
Do you think stunt people will ever get recognized by the Academy? Gosh, I have mixed feelings about it. I don't know because there's that fine line of what is a stunt. Then we got to define stunts. And perhaps some people who say they do all their own stunts might not be able to say that anymore. I feel it's not my lane to talk about. I just do the work and I enjoy my paycheck and I enjoy the end result. And that is enough for me. And to be very honest, that's enough for me. It sounds like you had a blast on Bottoms. Was this the most fun you've had on set or what have been some of your highlights? This is by far so much fun. The part that was really difficult, even though we were having so much fun, is we were working nights, which means we start our mornings, quote unquote, at 6 p.m. And we go till 6 a.m., especially for the finale scene. And that was for a few weeks. So as much fun as you're having, when you're not a night owl and it's 3 a.m., it's just really hard to stay awake. <laughs> but yeah, it was so positive and everyone just did such a fabulous job. That's going to be tough, too, because I know, like you said, people that aren't used to it, they might get a little loopy later on in the night and you're there responsible for people's safety. Yes, absolutely. And there's a fine line of how much coffee you drink and how, you know, how caffeinated you get. I established a sleep routine to hopefully make it till 6 a.m. every day and then try to go to bed while everybody else is at work or walking around the house. Is there a good place for people to keep up with you and your work online? I have two Twitter accounts under Devin McNair, M-A-C-N-A-I-R. And then I also have coordinator of intimacy. So my intimacy Twitter account is also up there too. Devin, thank you so much. It was so nice making your acquaintance. Yeah, thank you.
touch you but not like this 